Welcome to Chaos Divided, your weekly dose of Wholesome Hammer, where we explore the hobby, the game, and the lore of Warhammer 40k. We're your hosts, Nurgle Snurgle and Blushing Noise Marine. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to give us a follow. We've launched a Patreon, so if you are a fan of what we do and want to support us, you can find the link in the episode description. This week, we're giving our guide to the grim, dark future. (laughs) It's spooky. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect for this month. And uh, the quote is the one and only quote from, I guess, Warhammer 40k. I, no. I think it's like the front of every rule book. <laughs> it's like when you think of Warhammer 40k, it is the quote. And you know what? In 24 episodes, we've never used it. So oh, wow. Yeah. I, has anyone ever uttered this quote in the book? Um, I think it's actually, it's more of like the description for the setting. It's mm-hmm. like part of the like... Um, you know, the, the Emperor of Mankind has sat upon the Golden Throne for 10,000 years. And, like, like it's, like, the description of 40K. Mm-hmm. And if you you're know. wondering what that is, it is. In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. <laughs> it's true. And, and, and Nurgle and, and some corn. Nurgle's and... also all about. I, I know you're like Nurgle's all about love. Oh, I, I guess like Nurgle more like does a, a lot of food war. Fights. <laughs> He's got food fights. Food. That is the grossest way to describe how Nurgle fights. Oh, you Just think like... I saw? You said you think I said poo fights? No food fights, but, but poo fights also... is even grosser. Yeah, <laughs> both apply. Just like, you know, some like great unclean one pulling some half digested mushroom out of their belly and throwing yeah. it at people. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It, they could also put it in their mouth, make it into food, and then throw it. So it is a food fight. Yeah, that's, you know, however, whatever end it needs to come out of, I'm sure it's still <laughs> gross and violent. Nurgle yeah. is love, but Nurgle is also at war. <laughs> now, I think. We, we can't not talk about the most exciting thing to happen on the today. day that we're recording this. Yeah. On today, this day that we record this podcast. <laughs> on today, I remember. <laughs> I think, you know, we talked about this in episode 17, mm-hmm. a trip to the mini wargaming bunker, but mm-hmm. the fruits of your labor have been, re- have been uh, released to the wild. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Oh, I, I've been feeling the love today. Like it was just overflowing and to break it down, uh, there is a mini wargaming video. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say video. I'd say like, it's a film. It's very, it's so well. Film. Film. (laughs) Phlegm. Uh, yeah, that was released today. So I, I woke up to a, a, a message from Dave uh, that he sent last night, but I missed it. That uh, he he messaged me and he goes, "I want to watch the video with you." And I was like, "Oh, when?" And within two minutes, I had the uh, <laughs> video call <laughs> incoming from Dave. I was like, "Oh, now, now!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, got all set up, and I watched it with him. And I think I was watching the video, and he was watching me watch the video. <laughs> 
and watching my reaction and it was absolutely glorious well and it's a it's a lovely video and yeah i encourage you all to watch it on mini wargaming's youtube page Mm -hmm. it is it is a fitting tribute to a very nice nurgle snurgle thank you we'll 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 put a link in the description of this video as well or this podcast sorry (laughs) yeah Um, um yeah like i had no say in any of the editing or anything i never saw any teasers or anything like that and uh so it was my today is my raw reaction to it all and it was the honestly when it ended i i felt this sense of like i want to see more of this of other people Mm. and and the way i described it today was like i know it's me but I've never seen myself in this angle and I was appreciating myself as a person. And that was just, that's a gift in itself when you can really even appreciate yourself. And there was a part where I said to Dave, cause he kept mentioning it when I was there, he's, he kept saying, oh, your voice, your voice is so soothing. And I was like, whatever, everybody hates the sound of their own voice, including Girl, myself. I said, I said the same, why do you? <laughs> Why do you think we started this podcast? <laughs> and I'm and I'm watching and I'm listening and I'm like, oh, I'm soothing myself. <laughs> wow. It's just whoa. And uh, I said that to Dave and he's like, yes, do you know? <laughs> that's that's my best Dave impression. <laughs> I don't think there's enough energy there. I don't know if you could get to Dave's level. <laughs> no, I never. No. But it, I'm it, like it, him and I are like a balance like he's just high energy and I'm just like I don't want to say low vibing that's not a good way to put it but like you're like you're even keel though it's like you're like you're there's a calm it's like the water is still whereas like I feel like Dave is like (laughs) storm surge (laughs) pre-hurricane ocean just like not necessarily like energetic like not necessarily in a negative way just like it seems like there's a lot of um elemental forces there whereas i feel like you're like the placid lake of just like it's not disturbed but even like even and then and then you can throw a pebble but then it like creates this ripple and it's just beautiful like just goes on and on on like have you ever heard like of the butterfly effect i i was waiting for you to bring up butterflies because i i have a (laughs) feeling you have um a connection to butterflies i do actually when i was Oh, here's a little snuggly story time. And why I love butterflies so much is in um, grade one, I was at this elementary school and we did a project within the, the school and we all collectively in each class uh, collected caterpillars and then we kept them in um, little aquariums and, and then uh, we studied them and then in the middle of the school, we put them in a giant uh, glass aquarium and watched them cocoon themselves. And then when they were ready, we all released them as butterflies. And I just remember this moment of seeing hundreds of butterflies released. And how can you not like a butterfly? I don't know anyone out there that hates butterflies. And if you do, you can DM me and we can chat about it. But. <laughs> You can at Nurgle Snurgle. <laughs> yeah, tell me why you hate butterflies. 
You can hate moths. I understand hating moths, but you can't hate a butterfly. <laughs> butterflies just like exist. I feel like humans and butterflies don't really cross paths. It's like they do their thing, we do our thing, we don't necessarily interact with each other. You're just like, oh, that's a but pretty they, butterfly. I, but I have though, and this is going to be really cheesy, but there was about a month or two ago, I was at my garden and I swear to God, there was this butterfly and he almost was dancing around with me. Like I have like 20 minute video of, of just this butterfly just hanging around me and and just I would walk and it would follow me. So that was a connection. Whereas moss, they'll just they'll F around you and they'll like be in your face or they'll like, ugh, ugh, ugh. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I mean, I think they look similar, but they're not actually similar species. Nope. It's like a wasp and a, a bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just because you look similar doesn't mean you are similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's an absolutely lovely video, and I was so happy to see it. I, I messaged mm -hmm. you right away. Um, and I'm... It's very nice. Uh, I know we talked about it before uh, in that previous episode of like what you guys did, but it was very nice to like see it presented in such a like loving way. Mm -hmm. um, and I showed my wife it, and she was she thought it was lovely too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been sending it to families and friends, but uh, someone also mess or uh, commented on the video that uh, it's a great introduction for newcomers, and I think that. I don't know if that was like the the sole goal of the video, but I think that is such a great takeaway from it that it can be shareable with you don't even know you don't even have to understand what Warhammer is, but when you can watch something full of passion and you feel it, you you'll want to know more about it. So I'm hoping that that's the effect of that video, and I I cross my fingers that it it goes far and wide. But I know that it's something that I can at least always hold dear. And that's that was one thing I was looking forward to. Like, when I'm 60 years old, I'm going to show my children, this is what your mother used to do. <laughs> and just show, like, grotesque models and, and butterflies in the same video. You don't think you're going to have, like, a house full of, like, Nurgle models just oh, staring at everyone who walks in? And <laughs> feel like... I feel like they'll know. Everyone everyone will they'll just be like, um like you know, like instead of the creepy dollhouse, you'll have the creepy nurgle house of just like why are there nine hundred uh plague bearers staring at me right now? But there wouldn't be. There would be seven hundred and seventy seven. Again, walk right past <laughs> it. Just, just I wish I could capture that that stare you just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you're right like you know that whole meme thing like um if i win the lottery there will be uh, evidence of it and i guess i'll have the evidence of i'm a, a miniature painter <laughs> just be like um why is there a life-size scale replica of a great unclean one in this random front yard of the house? life-size scale yeah you know how big a great unclean one is yeah yeah, that'll be the evidence. That'll be the like, be on like CBC News. They'll be like, "What is this thing?" And you'll just be like, "Why is it strength eight games workshop?" Yeah. Still the weakest sword in the game. 
but you'd be able to see that from space. I. <laughs> you said you win the lottery. What was the the last jackpot was like seventy million dollars. So like you know, that Don't doesn't buy you a great one. <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay, I'll get I'll get the life size Grand Queen one if you get the life size Shalaxy. Sure. Okay, deal. <laughs> I can I can agree to that. Can we be neighbors? <laughs> they're just they're just staring at each other just across the street, just like glaring. Yeah. That'd be funny. Um. But yeah, you know what? Actually, uh, talking about that being a, an introduction for beginners, I fully agree. And I think it's someone inspired this episode because we're, um, this isn't really like a tutorial or like a, you know, beginner's mm. guide. It's more of a like discussion of just like what getting started in Warhammer looks like. I think it's a, we're calling it the grim dark guide, but mm -hmm. really yeah. like, cause you know what? There's a thousand, like how to start. I think Auspex Tactics makes about four a day of how to start different factions. <laughs> so like those videos are out there. Those like, um, but really like the why and the how is what I wanted to talk about today. And I think it does fit in very nicely with that mini wargaming video, because there's really, when you think of Warhammer, you often think of like, you know, the lore, which is very dark, or you think of like the competitive scene, which can be sweaty at times to use some zoomer talk. Um, <laughs> but it, at its core, like the reason we play Warhammer is because we love it and it's mm -hmm. exciting and it's fun and it connects people and it brings them together. Um, and it brings together people that you wouldn't expect to bring it together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's what like I... there's a part in that video where I say Warhammer is just the glue to connect us all. Now we're changing the quote. Warhammer is just the glue. To... That's the we we can use episode. that next time. <laughs> Nurgle Snurgle. <laughs> quoted locked in uh but it's true like we we talked about it. like community is such a big part of this like you don't i mean there are some people who play warhammer alone but for the most part you don't play warhammer mm -hmm. alone mm -hmm. it is by its very nature social like mm -hmm. uh, many people enjoy hobbying together it's hard to talk about lore with yourself mm -hmm. um you know there's a there's a connectedness to this and i think that's something we don't necessarily as a community talk enough about is like what that actually looks like and what that actually feels like because it's really like getting into warhammer feels daunting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i've seen it described as the final boss of being a nerd like <laughs> it's this like big challenge to overcome and like in a lot of ways it is challenging but in a lot of other ways it's also very rewarding so um and i've i've mentioned it before i wasn't really much in like the the nerd community before warhammer so i i just dived right into i guess the just boss skipped, just like <laughs> <laughs> so is that how most people see like uh warhammer when it comes to other nerd communities well if you think about like like the barrier to entry to like dungeons and dragons mm -hmm. is usually finding a group so, like, if you have some friends that are into it or, like, you have some interest in it, you can, like, go online and find things. There's even, like, online ways to play Dungeons Dragons. Like, Baldur's Gate 3 is one of the, like, mm -hmm. biggest games out there right now, and that's just Dungeons & Dragons. Mm -hmm. um, something like Catan, which is kind of, like, I feel like Catan is kind of your gateway to, like, serious board games. Board games. Yeah. Um, is super popular. Like, it's mm -hmm. not hard to find people who will play Catan and it's like fairly easy to pick up. So it's like, you know, 
you're over at a friend's house and like, hey, you want to try this board game? It's called Catan. And you like, you're like, okay, you really like it. And then you kind of start going into that like serious board game niche where it's like, it's like, hey, um, do you want to get into Warhammer? It's like a thousand dollars. You have to paint everything and put it together. And yeah. also like, um, you need two months. Two to... <laughs> yeah, you need two months to learn the rules. Like, Holy, like, I'm sorry, understand the rules. <laughs> yeah, like, it's 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 a much bigger commitment versus like, hey, do you want to join my D&D &D group? I'll make you a character. You just have to, like, show up and we'll show you how to play. Mm -hmm. Like, whereas it's like, you know, even if you were to say, like, hey, I have a second army you can use. We can play the game. And it's like, all right. So there's six phases the game takes place across. Like, it's, it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the lore is huge and, like, you know, whereas, like, D&D is like, hey, have you read Lord of the Rings? It's similar to that. Or seen <laughs> the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm -hmm. So, it's just, like, it's a bigger hurdle. It's a little more niche. You don't just, like, walk casually into Warhammer and just be like, oh, that seems like an interesting thing. Let me just, like devote a bunch of money and effort into it. I feel like you kind of like arrive at Warhammer through other nerdy things. And it's just so big. Like the community is huge. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's like a, you know, if you have a friend who plays Warhammer and they're like, Hey, do you want to try this? And like, you kind of like eek, like edge your way into it. Mm -hmm. Like that happens. Like, you know, you, you started playing Warhammer through Jared. Yeah. So, like, you kind of had that connection of, like, oh, what's this about? And, like, kind of, like, eased in through someone. Whereas, like, I don't know, even Dungeons & Dragons at this point, you can, like, find outside of people who play Dungeons & Dragons. You can, like, seek that out because there's other things about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think Critical Role definitely shifted what D&D is today. Like, and I guess, um, like, we're, we're in that age right now where Play on Tabletop is changing that for people. And mini wargaming and their new uh, style of videos is is what's um, going to change this community. But even if you compare like Dimension 20 which is like Dropout's D&D channel like that's bigger than mini wargaming and mini wargaming I think is the biggest Warhammer channel out there. It is, yeah. And Critical Role is bigger than Dimension 20 so like mm -hmm. you know the biggest Warhammer like content creators are still not at the level of like they're not competing with like the same scale as like the largest D, &D creators mm -hmm. so there's just you know the warhammer community i think is growing and it's getting bigger but it's still like it's much smaller than other like big yeah. like i don't know have you ever seen a picture from like a magic the gathering tournament there's just like three thousand people crammed no. into a convention center yeah yeah wow even i think locally like um i saw a picture from like the deck boxes recent like mm -hmm. magic gathering day which is in the same room we have the gt they host the gts in mm -hmm. and it was like four times the people in the same amount of space <laughs> and i was like wow like war like you know that's a gt that attracts like 30 to 40 people and it was like 150 magic the gathering players like, i can't imagine the sound acoustics in that room <laughs> oh i know it gets rough with 30 people <laughs> just yelling at each other really yelling at the person directly in front of you 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I still think it's like Warhammer is kind of that like. I, I agree with the final boss scenario. It's like, you know, you don't just like find it. It finds you. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think, like, you casually go from playing, like, video games one day to just, like, deep into Warhammer. I don't think that happens in the same way that, like, video gaming leads to D&D much faster. Mm. I don't know. Ask Jared, because that's what happened to him. <laughs> was it video game? Was it Dawn of War? Yes. Was, yeah. Because <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> I think he, he talked about it when he was first on, but that um, he played Dawn of War, and then... A co-worker at work was like, well, have you played the tabletop game? And he was like, there's a tabletop game? And then it's just, yeah. But was he already into tabletop games at that point? No, he didn't know there was a tabletop. Uh, no, no, but like, had he ever played like D&D nope. or like... Nope. Oh. So you but you have a household, you just skip right to Warhammer. You're just like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've well. somehow found the cheat codes. I mean, if you want to go the next step, there's uh, there's Warhammer uh, tabletop RPGs, which I feel like is jumping even mm. further into like Warhammer land. But we've actually tried doing that too, like creating our own uh, RPG Warhammer games. There's we one said, out like, there. Yeah, Path of Exile, something Path to Glory. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, it's like a yeah. There is a Warhammer RPG out there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, to, what are we, we're almost half an hour into the, yeah. this Okay, video. let's get to this guide. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to the topic at hand. We've, uh... The first lesson of this guide is, with Warhammer, there's tons of tangents. I, especially Chaos Divided, where, uh, <laughs> if you want a coherent, logically structured podcast episode, <laughs> we are not the right call for you. Finish um, listening to this episode, and then you can go to the next one, <laughs> to the next <laughs> podcast. But let me start off with the question. Laura? Sure. Yes, I'm still here. What do you wish you knew when you started Warhammer? I wish I knew to uh, focus more on the fun rather than the, like, the winning. Mm -hmm. I also wish I knew how to enjoy painting better when i started because mm -hmm. um, like yeah, lately I'll... we've talked about your your discovering your artistic skills and <gasps> getting complimented for it i know it's scary now it's terrifying now can you say that oh you don't have to say you're the best painter oh i'm a you... terrible painter but you're still a painter you still I, have... i'm a creative painter we'll say there you go. <laughs> Um, but no, it's something I, I never expected um, someone would ever say that uh, they were, you know, complimenting me on how I've painted anything because I'm very, like, technically very bad at painting. Um, but I seem to have found a small niche of, like, what I do is interesting and unique mm -hmm. um, in how ridiculously chaotic it is. So some might say i ruin miniatures i like to say i creatively inspire them who are these some and i'll beat up these some <laughs> some some is some is also me i am the sub well, i can't beat you up <laughs> that doesn't seem right um but yeah I, I think that would be you know um 
I mean, I can't paint for very long. I still struggle to paint for more than like half an hour at a time, but mm -hmm. I definitely enjoy it more than I used to. Mm -hmm. um, I just like my eyes feel like they want to fall out of my head pretty fast. But I definitely like, I've been, actually this week, uh, there's a GT coming up, so I feel more inspired to get uh, battle ready, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually, I said in um, a previous episode, I would never paint cultists. I not only painted 10 cultists this words? week, <laughs> I painted them and I enjoyed painting them. <gasps> yes, I know. Oh, what was the part that you enjoyed the most? I, okay, I'm discovering washes or what mm. are they called now? Shades. Mm -hmm. Back in my day, they were called washes. Um, <laughs> and they weren't so glossy. <laughs> they were not as glossy. I'm still, the gloss throws me off sometimes. Um, and I'm finding that there's like certain ways that I can like very quickly paint a model that doesn't look like complete trash. Um, I mean, I was always never, I was, you know, dry brushing is something I understood how to do. Mm -hmm. The wash, like washing and dry brushing together, uh, very quickly get you to a point that like a model doesn't look terrible. Like mm -hmm. it looks what like what it's supposed to look like. Um, so I was able to kind of like put some ridiculous colors. I uh, my cultists have bright pink capes with like neon blue pants, and mm -hmm. they look ridiculous. And I got their skin to look kind of terrible, but in like a decent way. Um, my whole theme for my first children is they're like snow based. So they're, they're cold. That's my whole thing. Okay. Um, so I was trying to get the skin to look like hypothermic, Ooh. like they're like frostbitten. Um, so I wanted their going. <laughs> well, they're like infused with chaos. They're yeah. like cultists. They don't care if they die. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted their skin to kind of have that like blue white flaking, like their body literally like turning to like frozen dust around them look wow. um and it, it doesn't look great but at least kind of looks like that so i was you know i was impressed with mm. what i did and i and wish i could have said that earlier oh but you came to that point and that's yeah, a, we, that's a wonderful moment to come to like we don't we don't talk about what my towel looks like my towel looks awful so You've seen my towel. You can no, you can't sit there and say it looks pretty. I'm just gonna sit here and shake my head. <laughs> <laughs> Why does um, it have to look pretty? No, but it doesn't. It's like gloopy and like too much paint. It's just it's bad. It's like I could probably the, tell you that if I showed someone who wasn't really well versed in the art world a Jackson Pollock painting they'll probably be like oh that's stupid but then they'll look at the price tag on that <laughs> canvas and they'll probably be shocked so it doesn't the whole quote uh, or art is art or beauty is in the eye of the beholder reigns true fair i'll, I'll you know what <laughs> i uh, i feel like i should i should own that because mm -hmm. it is true and it is you know what I, I am learning and I uh, uh, learning to find my best, not necessarily the best, I think mm -hmm. is the, what I think. That's that's kind of where I've been going. But now I want to ask you, what do you wish you know? New node? Node? <laughs> node. New wedge? Uh, obviously, and I said it before, um, how uh, seriously long it would take to learn this game. For sure. Do you 
Do you truly understand Warhammer yet? Because I feel like I'm still... I think I'm much better where I can... I feel more confident that I could probably read roughly my rules the night before AGT and I'll be ready for the weekend. Um, in the beginning, I thought I was coming in with the idea that, oh, I know how to play board games and I'm really good <laughs> at board games and I've read a couple instructions in my life before. I could I can get this. Oh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> it's probably taken me years to get, it's definitely taken me years to get to this point. So knowing that um, it's going to take time, it's learning a new language. It'd be like if I was dropped into to France or Italy and I was expected to know how to communicate with the people, I, I wouldn't. So just- Are you telling me your core French? From going to a Canadian school did not prepare you to just nope. be dropped into France and speak nope. French. I can tell you that I learned French on the West Coast and they don't really care. Oof. And and my mouth cannot do the ooze and my tongue cannot do the ooze. <laughs> I just outed myself. I'm a bad Canadian, French Canadian. They're all of our Quebec listeners have dropped i've dropped <laughs> which we, we surprisingly had some so uh, they're all gone now yeah those some are gone <laughs> um you know what i think that's fair and i think that's honestly um then you see it sometimes when like i've noticed it playing somebody who's newer that they like they like apologize if they um get the rules wrong or they like yeah. they feel really like stressed about it and they're like oh i'm sorry i didn't mean like i didn't realize that was that and like i think um yeah giving yourself a little compassion is fair yeah for sure and that's a that's a great thing that i wish i would have knew as well is um and explaining to my opponents more that hey i just i'm really trying at this and it may look like i'm not having fun but i am i'm just trying to calculate and understand this multi-combo thing that's going on and i i i i'm not quite understanding and ask for more help mm. and just letting them know uh you know what it yeah it's i uh, i had a moment i played a game last weekend and uh, it was kind of one of those first moments where, like, I actually felt like I did have somewhat of a handle on the rules. Um, mm -hmm. It was a very weird interaction. Um, my opponent used a stratagem to uh, destroy a transport in my shooting phase. And then the units inside came out. Mm. And I was like, do they get to shoot? Because, like, that transport had... The reason that interaction had happened is because that transport had shot that unit. And I was like, and used firing deck, but then got blown up and then the units were there and they technically haven't shot. And I was like, this is a weird interaction. And mm -hmm. I had to kind of like think it through and look through the rules. And it was um, one of those first moments where I was like, actually felt confident that like I could figure that out because it was mm -hmm. odd. And it mm -hmm. was one of those like, the rules are not going to specifically specify this because it's such a like rare interaction. Um, I mean, you know what? Our listeners can read me out but i did we we did talk it through and i did fire with them again so if i got that wrong let me know um 
I will eat that, but I couldn't find anything else that said that you wouldn't be able to do that. So, um, and that's one of those, like, you know, those weird interactions, like even six months ago would have like stressed me out. Mm-hmm. And like, it takes a while to feel comfortable with some of like the weirdness that you like, you're talking about a board game. Board mm-hmm. games are pretty like confined spaces. Yeah. So don't beat yourself up if you don't understand the like intricacies of this like ridiculously convoluted game. Cause it's not even just complicated. It is also convoluted. Mm-hmm. And like each person will have its own interpretation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that kind of goes into like the next question of like, what are some of your growing pains you've had? See, I feel like, yeah, I've always like taken the challenge of playing as like the part of this game I enjoy. So my growing pains have more been on like the hobby side, mm. like not feeling confident. Like I definitely like when I first came back, I almost felt like I had to like apologize for what my miniatures looked like. And like, but you're actually just apologizing to yourself, right? Like it was like, about who, me. Who really cares? What? I, obviously, like we don't want to see gray plastic on the on the table. But in hindsight, does it really matter what a battle-ready army looks like? I don't... Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely appreciate playing an opponent that has a beautifully painted army. Like, I take the time to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more so appreciating the time and effort they've put in. I've definitely never played somebody and been like, Oh, this army disgusts me. I shall not play this game. <laughs> They're so much better painted than me. I cannot... <laughs> stand or like you dare to proxy when playing (laughs) me yeah how dare you and like well that that uh spins well with the our last podcast talking to lawrence oh sorry about the beeps but (laughs) um how he said that if someone had a problem with his proxies then he's just gonna pack up and leave because it's not worth the next three hours being with an opponent like that if, so, if someone is behaving like that, they just showed you what the next three hours is going to be like. And you can just save your time and pack up and go have a chat with someone who's finished their game. <laughs> you know what? Talking about growing pains, learning how to deal with people who aren't great mm-hmm. opponents is mm-hmm. probably also like, um, I can think of like a, my first game with someone who was like pretty overtly cheating and like mm-hmm. um, just like not being a good sport and like like that um that racked me for a while like i that took me a while to like wrap my head around and like get okay with and mm-hmm. actually you know what kudos to uh to jared uh our our resident uh blood god um he actually helped me a lot through through those things um same with uh tyler from basement wargaming who we've had on the show so um and and of course kaylee i didn't want to leave you out there um but yeah that one really took because it was like something i didn't understand i was like why would you why would you care so much about winning it was like Mm. it like didn't fit in my head um Mm. and i struggled with it i still struggle with it but i feel like i've like it doesn't bother me as much anymore i've just like learned to accept it yeah well now it's like getting to the point where you give yourself self-respect to stick up for yourself and Mm. and understand who you're spending your time with like time is so precious that you don't need to give it 
three hours to someone that's going to just either give you hell <laughs> or it's going to make you um, think about for the next week, two weeks, months, years of like <laughs> this experience, this awful experience with this one person. Like, don't you can't let that get to you. Mm. Yeah. And that's definitely you? like one of my growing pains. Yeah, I would definitely say like um, having my experience with not so nice. It's not like not saying that they're not nice, but like how I said in, in the first question of um, maybe communicating to my opponent that I'm not comfortable with the rules. Therefore, I look like I'm slightly panicked or I'm just mm. I'm not. For example, like. I, I get so deep in thought of like what my next step is going on. Sometimes I don't pick up on, or I didn't pick up on what my opponent was um, asking. And I'll, they're, they're very well versed in it. They know how to calculate really quickly, but I'm still like, they're, they're on a, a calculator. I'm, I'm writing it out kind of calculating kind of speed. And um so if I'm not giving them the the answer right away, they I think they took it as like I'm either ignoring them or I'm mm. um I'm I'm this I'm how do how do I want to say it? I I've seen it before, and with having uh, uh, battle reports recorded, kind of watching it back, kind of thing. And it's just like, perhaps if I had let them know that I'm struggling, maybe they wouldn't take it so personally that um, I'm perhaps, or that they're interpreting that I'm ignoring them. Mm. Trying to dance around this a little bit, but. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but it's the, like, it, there's a difference between like, you're lost in thought yes. versus you're like, you've clammed up and you're just like, not interactive. Right. And I've, I've seen that where they think I'm clamming up or I, I don't want to be there, but that's not it. Like I'm, my brain is a maze and I'm trying to get to uh, the conclusion and um, perhaps if I had more confidence to let them know like hey i just need a little more time to be able to answer your what you think is a simple question <laughs> mm. so um i found that was a hard growing pain for me um and like not being so hard on myself when it comes to like a gt like i, I would put so much pressure on myself to to know everything about my army like to have the answer um, and, uh, I would, I would go to GTs or RTTs not wanting to look like a fool. And to me, not looking like a fool was, I had to know everything about my army. And if I stumbled upon, uh, stumbled on my rules, I, I, I made myself feel like a fool. It's not like the other person. And so... Just being more kinder to myself to be like, it's okay. Like you have your cheat sheets. It's it takes time to try to remember fifty different things when it comes to one single model. That is something I think tenth improved mm -hmm. is that there is more similarities. So like, if you play multiple armies, or even if you just play one army, but there's like things rhyme more than they used to. Mm -hmm. Like you know. 
a flamer resembles other flamers. A power fist resembles other power fists. Like, there's, like, things are similar in that respect that I think that's, like, it's cut down things from, like, the 50 things to maybe the 30 things. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's still a lot to keep in your head. And, like, um, yeah. I, I definitely felt that my... My first few games, it was like, uh, what is that? And then you feel, like, embarrassed because the person standing across from you is just like, I know all of these things because I've played 75 games this yeah. edition with this army. And I've been playing since second edition. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the stats of this unit in Rogue Trader. You're like, why? <laughs> How do you even remember? Like, I'm not someone that can remember, say, movie quotes. Like, I could probably watch a TV show over and over, and, like, it feels like I'm watching it for, it's like, it's a new uh, show to me. But uh, how people yeah, can no, just, I like... Yeah, I read books, because I, I remember too much. <sighs> that is a talent. It'll be like, like, I've tried to, I've, I read The Lord of the Rings when I was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always wanted to, like, go back, and every time I'm just like, oh, this is what happens next, and this is what happens next. And it's just, like, reading reminds me of the next things, and I, like, can't. so So you could you do you think could you pull a rule out of an edition because you remember it Uh, i might not do it immediately but yeah i'm impressed (laughs) uh i might not get it perfect but yeah yeah that's great like yeah like i was one of the weirdos that when they like announced twin linked was coming back and they're like you get to reroll the wound i was like that's not how twin linked works oh (laughs) (laughs) twin linked just reroll the hit Ah! (laughs) get out of here um but yeah so no i don't know things just kind of like ping around in my head weird and they like i have a fairly good memory so it's Mm -hmm. not like but I do actually, you know what? I, the challenge with that though is sometimes it does happen. It'll be like somebody will be like, "Oh, what's the strength of that weapon?" And all like the fifth edition like strength comes out, which is usually worse. So it's like to my opponent's benefit when I get it wrong. But it's like, yeah, I I, I have a tendency to like when I make mistakes, it's like it's not necessarily wrong. It's just like the wrong edition. Mm, yeah. Some, somewhere there it's right <laughs> yeah it was right at some point <laughs> it's not right currently um now what excited you when you were beginning you know this is a little bit uh cheating because i feel like you've answered some of these in that video that we were talking about earlier mm. um but you know what I'm, I'm gonna make you elaborate more what was that what was some of that initial excitement when you first got into warhammer oh when i saw that nurgling it's just i still remember (laughs) okay so i'm someone that like likes to rearrange my house a lot (laughs) again a couple months but i remember how the the hobby room looked i remember where Jarrett was i remember picking it up and looking at it clear as day and the emotion i felt like it it felt like a love story where it was just like slow motion where I'm holding this cute little model and hearing blood God say, Oh, that's Warhammer. And just my shock in it all. And I just felt this immense connection. And I knew that I was, I was destined to go forward with this. So would you say that you were holding a nurgling? 
but the nurgling was holding a snurgling. <gasps> I I'm gonna say that now. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the part, okay, if you watch the mini Wargaming um, video, there is a part where uh, Dave is asking me, and he goes, like, it's a little bit corny to say, but he goes, Nurgle is love. And I was like, yes, you can't. Okay, but did you like that he used the term corny, too? Of course. As soon as I heard that, I was like, of course, he's got to, (laughs) like, slip it in. It's like, little corn. Yeah, little corn. And and I, I said to him, because we went to the Butterfly Conservatory and I, I asked him, I was like, or I said, it's like when the uh, the butterfly landed on him, didn't it feel like you were chosen? And I was like, did you feel his energy? And he goes, yes. And I said, and he probably felt yours just as much. <laughs> and it was just like, maybe that's what happened with the Nurgling. And you just uh, like locked eyes and just like exchanged. Yeah. He, he smiled. I smiled. <laughs> Love story. <laughs> was, was Jared smiling? Was he like, yes, I've succeeded. I've brought her in. I don't know. Everything was a blur around me, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> you were just, it was just you and the dirt. Like, that was like a teenage pro- prom situation, but you were just like. 100%. 100%. And I'm pretty sure he had the biggest he had the biggest smile on his face because he's probably he's probably that like that meme where it's like that slow nod by jack nicholson and then his smile gets bigger and bigger (laughs) yes she's in (laughs) i mean a warhammer household is kind of like the dream right that's what we got (laughs) right um no that's really cute and and I, i like the yeah, you know, you know what? We'll have to we'll have to get a snurgling at some point. Maybe that'll mm. be our first piece of merch. Will be like a snurgling. Ooh. What does a snurgling look like? Pretty much like a nurgling, <laughs> but legally distinct. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was gonna say happier, but could you be happier than a nurgling? I feel uh, like you could. I feel like you could. Maybe more variety. Mm. Maybe more modern. That's like that. There we go. Uh, a nurgling in the twenty first century. <laughs> I... <laughs> no, we might have had the year of chaos, but a lot of the chaos line is still from the nineties. Yeah. Can we just have like a chaos decade? That'd be great. You know what I love? Uh, actually, I I recently bought a chaos sorcerer in terminator armor um which is the same as the chaos lord in terminator armor and i opened it up and i was like wow this is kind of a more modern looking like chaos uh sprue like i was like pleasantly surprised and then it was from 2006 and i was Mm. like oof this is um this is where my standards are (laughs) almost two decades old (laughs) right i'm like this is this feels new this feels like more modern because like i don't know you've put up together like chaos bikers for example Mm -hmm. they're um they're very 90s. They're they're Fisher Price bikes. They're just rectangles. Um, <laughs> the the tires on them are literally Fisher Price like yeah. <laughs> looking tires. It's uh, they're rough. Um, but you get like desensitized to it, and you're like, you know, you're like, oh, there's like definition on some of these things. Like, look at look, pff, the shoulder has details on it. Mm-hmm. What majesty. Mm-hmm. And then you look at like 
the eight bound with world eaters and just like right wow <laughs> or death guard mm-hmm. even um the scarab elite terminators for thousand sons you're like oh damn and then you're like you like look at possessed and they just literally have a lobster claw <laughs> yeah there's just i feel like somebody in warhammer really likes their crustaceans <laughs> i think i know i feel like slanesh is weirdly crustaceous for some yes, reason yes yeah. there's a lot of lobster claws that i've never quite like figured that out yeah the possesses lobster claws and then there's even an actual crab model in aos so mm. someone in there loves their crabs is it um is it demonettes that have, there's some of them there's one yes. of them that has a lobster claw yep yeah, I think there's a there's a keeper of secrets that also has a lobster claw. Mm-hmm. Was it the Forge World one that did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever her name was. Yeah. So no, there definitely is. There's like <laughs> there's someone that's just like I want sexy lobsters in my uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my miniature game. Yeah. What what has excited you in the beginning? See, I feel like I had two beginnings, so um, mm. I don't super remember. You have like, the Genesis, and then you have like the the New Testament, the rebirth. <laughs> yeah, the rebirth. Yeah. No, let's not, let's not get biblical here. <laughs> um, might set a book on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the first time was definitely like playing. I was mm-hmm. just excited to play. I was just like, I don't like building a list. Was excited. I mean, I still I still enjoy this building. Um, I, you know what, I kind of enjoy, like, the the puzzle of it. Mm-hmm. I think once I, like, got a few games in and started to figure it out a little bit, um, I was excited to, like, figure out mm-hmm. Warhammer. Because, mm-hmm. like, Ninth was complicated. Mm-hmm. And, like, it felt like a jigsaw puzzle. It felt like a, like a rubric that had to be, like, unwound. Um, mm-hmm. That was definitely, like, the first, ex- like, that was the, like, the exciting thing of, like, how can I build a list that works, like... I don't know. I was like, because I was, you know, I built my first list at ninth on like an Excel spreadsheet because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to write it out by hand. And then I went to a tournament and somebody was like, what What, what do you have a battle scribe? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I was like fresh, uh, fresh meat for in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, digging into things and also just like how evolved the game had gotten like Mm. how competitive people had gotten and like the quality of competition um because i mean when i played the first time like yeah the internet existed and like there were like web pages that you could go look things up on but there wasn't like it wasn't home to the like precision that Mm -hmm. it is currently Mm -hmm. like you know you'd see like Somebody be like, hey, this is a thing I tried and it worked really well. And it was like, people be like, oh, that's interesting. I'll try that. Or like, this is this like one tactic. Like, I remember like reading something about like Fish of Fury in fourth edition, um, which was actually, it was a cool thing. It was a cool inter- way that it interacted. Um, but it definitely wasn't like, I don't know. Now I feel like you can like go on a discord and be like, Hey, how should I play this army and get like a list and like instructions and like a whole breakdown from like someone yeah. that'll be like very effective. And then they have weekly stats of what's going on around the world of what's winning, what's working, what's right. like to the number. Like it's insane. 
like the you know like what was the chaos space marines won the the london grant tournament oh <gasps> did they they did Ooh, what kind of list did they um, bring um i feel like it's very much the like the current metal list it was um forge fiends obliterators it had Celeske in it, which was interesting. Oh. Um, which Celeske is kind of an interesting model. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is in there? Some Warp Talons, which Warp Talons are super fun. Uh, and then a bunch of Chosen with Chaos Lords. Mm-hmm. So. Well, congratulations like... to that Chaos player. Absolutely. London Grand, that's, I think that's one of the biggest tournaments. I think mm-hmm. it was like 700 people or something. Thank you. Yeah, so, and I think that's the first major tournament win for Chaos Space Marines this edition, so. Wow. That's a lot of tables, and that's a lot, that's a big space. Yeah. I would assume it takes more than one room at that point, you're like. You'd hope so. It's probably an entire convention center. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, I don't know. I found, like, cracking the, and I, I still feel that, like, 10th I feel like isn't. I haven't quite cracked that nut yet. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's still keeping me excited in a lot of ways. Yeah, I feel like 10th is more um, chill than 9th. I feel like that's probably due to a lot of burnout, whereas people can just pick up 10th and just have like a casual game where I, I felt this is this is just anecdotal for me but like i felt like ninth people were grinding <laughs> to play whereas 10th is like ah, oh, i can easily just pick up an army and read the rules within a couple of days maybe the night before and i'll get it for for the gt kind of thing or this seems like a fun list let's put it together whereas like ninth mm. was like i need to know what secondaries i'm taking for yeah. what missions against what type of factions and just i need to go for that hundred whereas yeah i think um 10th there's a lot more nuance of how you actually play the army Mm -hmm. which i think is healthier because it means like there's more room for like not the list because like i think ninth got to the point it's like you pick these secondaries Mm -hmm. you pick this list this list will like execute these secondaries in this order and like it had kind of gotten like solitary where you were just kind of like playing your own game and ignoring your like not that you weren't interacting but it didn't really matter mm-hmm. yeah like the armies that were doing well were the ones that cared the least about their opponent mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. where now it's like uh with the list building it's a lot less restrictive like lauren's mm-hmm. last episode he talked about 11 grab tanks and I know someone that is going to the upcoming GT with a hundred jackals. Like it's just like, let's just try or like the Celesk in the in the Chaos Space Marines. Like, let's try to find these little fun mm. nuances and just have fun. Let's see how it goes. A hundred jackals. Okay, we gotta we gotta stop for a second. A hundred jackals. Maybe. That is so many models of just Ugh. That's I, it's ridiculously amazing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, that's interesting. Sorry, I got stuck on that. <laughs> that is like seven hundred points of jackals. They're really good. They are. They're they're quite good, but they're also yeah. That's a that's an interesting choice. I love. I it. know it because I'm commissioning it. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're painting a hundred jackals? I am. Damn. In what? That's uh, in a week and a half, so yep. that's a uh, bold choice. It's got 30 done. <laughs> it's only 30%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk, um, talk to me off the Friday night before the GTN. <laughs> what, at four in the morning when you're still painting? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> what felt... Uh, yeah. Uh, what felt scary about getting into Warhammer for you? Uh, being a woman. Uh, the scariest part I've ever, or the scariest I've ever felt was um, right before the GT and uh, my first GT and just sitting in that parking lot and I just see guy versus guy or guy after guy after guy coming out of the, the car loads and I'm the only woman. And uh, it's not necessarily scary, but it was just like, um, it, it had a sense of like, oh, I'm in, I'm in a, a sphere that uh, I know nothing about. <laughs> mm. And I just kind of jumped into it. And it, honestly, I was kind of, I was kind of scared of like how I was going to be kind of seen. Um, I like taking pictures, so I was very like shy to take pictures, but people were very kind about it. Mm. And I didn't want to be looked at as like, oh, I'm only into Warhammer because of dot dot dot. I'm only there to hook up, or I'm only there to seduce. Or can you imagine? Can you imagine that is actually your plan, though? Like what? Like how does that make any sense that you're looking to hook up at a Warhammer tournament? Ah, well, this is also I had no idea what Warhammer is all about, but no, no, I know, but I've I've heard men also say that that like, they're the, scared. Like, that, no, that like that there are women who just like want to, yeah. That well, that's are, like, yeah. Not serious. Like I've heard men say that. Yeah. Um, that they're that they're only there for to get a boyfriend or to be around their. Yeah, boyfriend. and I was just like, what a what a terrible venue for that particular act of like, hey, let's like I don't know, it's mm-hmm. such a weird thought. Like, not that it was a worry you had, but it's a weird thought that I have heard men say it. And I think that's what guided me into feeling that way. Um, prior to the GT, obviously, being there, I didn't get that sense at all. But I think mm. um, other people saying it online just kind of pinged in my head and it kind of stuck in there. Yeah, and it's like, it's, I don't know. It's that type of like casual misogyny I have absolutely no patience for, but it is like prevalent. And I think you do see like a lot of, like online, a lot of like, um, like women who are creators mm-hmm. in Warhammer, like playing isn't necessarily what they focus on it's like you tend to see more like hobbyists mm-hmm. um and i wonder if part of that is that they do feel that like pressure and that like i don't know gatekeeping yeah on- it- yeah honestly i think you are you are 100 correct is if i'm thinking that i can only imagine other people thinking that because like i said i was scared that i would take pictures and just i never wanted to give someone the sense that I was exploiting this opportunity to take pictures of their mm. amazing models and then post it and then take credit for it. I 
never wanted that. I didn't want them to look at me like as I'm like an influencer being in their in their sphere. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because I feel like it's that thought or that like mm-hmm. even like I don't even know what to call it like that vibe almost like that radiates out around kind of the Warhammer community. I feel it keeps a lot of women from competitive play or from even just like casual game nights and like um you know i i uh i said this before but like when we talked to tanya and she uh in that episode and she talked about there's no women in her like Mm. local area who play warhammer and i've like that kind of like broke my heart a little bit in Mm. that like you know because i i very highly doubt there hasn't ever been a, another woman who's been interested in Warhammer. They just, I feel like it's like, they're not necessarily comfortable coming out and playing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's more what keeps women from Warhammer. It's not necessarily like a lack of interest. It's a lack of like welcomeness. Mm-hmm. Or the fear of what could happen because they've heard yeah. of like a story or what has happened to other people or. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's a, it's a barrier, I think, that I wish wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I do put that barrier on myself because no one has ever said to me, don't take pictures of my stuff or I'm, I'm doing that to myself. And I think even, even talking about it right now, I'm thinking to myself, like, it's pretty ridiculous that I am putting that on myself. Like, I... I wish I hadn't because then I'm taking away my potential of creating some wonderful pictures and and continuously going Mm. and growing and creating. But I just, yeah, wanted to prevent a hypothetical situation. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, my scary is very similar. I, uh, uh, yeah. My uh, my trans ass coming into a GT was a little scared. Because um, mm-hmm. again, it's like, it's almost like the double whammy. It's like, hey, if I get perceived as a woman, there's like the baggage of being like a woman in a very like masculine space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like, or also being perceived as like trans and just having to deal with like the baggage that comes along with that. So it's, um, it's not always easy if you don't fit kind of the stereotypical mold we'll say mm-hmm. and you find I it's, it's also you find it's less scary now i think i've just learned to care less um there's definitely like friction mm-hmm. um you know not everyone's always great um but at the same time it's like yeah it's also part of it is like a lack of exposure in some ways and people just like aren't used to mm-hmm. like you know they're, they're either not used to it or they don't like encounter it in their day-to-day life mm-hmm. to the same extent. So it's like a, they're more so having to learn. And when you're playing a game like Warhammer that takes up a lot of like mental capacity, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is what it is. It's kind of like what I've come to accept, but it does make it like, it's like a little bit of a, like I have to carry it a little bit of extra load of like dealing like with being like misgendered and like being mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, treated differently or whatever. Um, so it, like, yeah, it's not scary anymore. It doesn't like, mm-hmm. um, it's more just like I've accepted it. Mm-hmm. But now you can spearhead for other uh, people that um, may feel the same fear and you can bestow your knowledge onto them. Bestow. 
<laughs> you know, and part of it's also I've been actually quite shocked how many like trans women do play Warhammer, mm-hmm. especially um, up here too. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's um, like I went to a GT at one point that there was like three of us, and I was like, this is a shockingly high proportion of trans women in any room of this size, mm-hmm. um, let alone Warhammer. Like I was not expecting it at all. So like this is that more. Sometimes you have like weird, yeah. You have like weird situations where you're like, I think there's actually more trans women than cis women in this room. Mm. That feels weird. That's mm. never happened in my life. <laughs> but you know what? It's awesome. <laughs> it is. No, it was it was a cool experience. But yeah, yeah, it's still like there was three of us in a room of like 45 people. So you're still like, you're still not exactly the majority, we'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I definitely think that like, um, and even just dealing with my own head, I think was a mm. bit of a like, because I do associate Warhammer as being very masculine mm-hmm. and like being like a very like thing that men do mm-hmm. and being comfortable coming back to it was like something I had to deal with in my own head of like, you know, how do I like, cause I, I like, I kind of walked away from Warhammer for like 10 years and coming back was like the first hurdle was my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got, I got pretty lucky because I, I worked in kitchens and I remember that thought like, oh man, I'm going to go into a male dominated area and how, how am I going to deal? But then you, you figure out that actually kitten, kitchens are quite equal with females. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of female chefs out there. I, was about to say, I, I work in finance. Uh, the part of the other struggle was like, I, I live in male dominated yeah. land. Do I want to spend my free time in it? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and part of it is discovering that it isn't as like it's maybe male dominated, but not like overwhelmingly it's not, so. It is male dominated, but I wouldn't say it's not. It's not like heavily masculine dominated because there's still like there's just people of all walks of life in it. There's not just it's not just your gym bros kind of thing or. Yeah. You know what, though? I was surprised by how many gym bros do play Warhammer. And yes, of course. But it's not just <laughs> not just that. Like, No, I know. I just was like, like when you like, again, when I was younger, like when you would go into like games workshop, it was very much that like neck beard, mm. greasy nerd vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think like the diversity of people who play Warhammer has like mm-hmm. increased a lot. Like, like, I, I don't say the like you know, the gym bro vibe is like, I don't mean that negatively. No. Like, it's like, it's a pleasant surprise that there's like people of like very different interests coming together for something like Warhammer. 100%. Yeah. Of any career, of any thoughts, of any like political sides or anything. Like it's just where, or any religion, like it, that's pretty much like left at the door, which is fantastic. <laughs> And it's just all about Warhammer and connecting as just people, as individuals. Because what is Warhammer, Kaylee? It's the glue. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I did not write that many questions, and we are uh, <laughs> just, just taking a while. Um, is, is time just slowing down? Like, uh, we, well, we spent like half an hour talking about butterflies, so... Oh. <laughs> um, I do want to ask, mm-hmm. 
Um, what's your favorite moment from your early days? Hmm. Uh, playing or painting? We, we are a holistic Warhammer podcast. I don't differentiate. Like, I, you've been kind of, like, talking about hobbying when I'm talking about playing. I've been talking about playing when you've been talking about hobbying. I feel like talk about Warhammer. You can have two moments if that's so. what you're asking. Uh, can it be, like, a broad moment? You, <laughs> this could be whatever you need, okay. need or want it to be. <laughs> I have to give you the Would right you like answer. To rephrase the question. <laughs> I think. Well, do, do you need to call a friend? Yeah, I think just like the best moments were creating with Jarrett, um, him and oh. I doing the uh, like the little role playing Warhammer stuff and 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 building these elaborate tables and spending time with him and also um recording it and and posting it on instagram where it's now forever memories that now i can go back on and and watch and feel again i think i think myself doing that has been such a gift that i can always hold and um i get to keep those moments in time in the future when you're when you're grandma snurgle <laughs> grandma? Would, you, would you be grammy snurgle oh grammy snurgle for sure yeah gma snurgle Gr- <laughs> grandmother snurgle oh, that would be your because you got grandfather snurgle. you'd be grandmother snurgle <gasps> people are gonna be calling snurgle. me that <laughs> good i'm starting to trend <laughs> <laughs> On the, on the moment of your mini wargaming uh, ascent, Grandmother Snurgle is what kicks in. There were parts where, like, or moments when I was there, and Dave would look at me and he's like, You are Nurgle. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, you're Nurgle. You're such Nurgle. <laughs> what does that even mean? I, I don't know. Well, folks, uh, <laughs> Nurgle Snurgle just nurgled the uh, the internet into entropy. <laughs> I so just showed, to... yeah, I just showed you what uh, being Nurgle is all about. <laughs> I, we we went from that height of excitement to a complete crash. So um, we're gonna we're gonna have to restart. I don't think we could rematch the energy we had gotten to. So we're gonna we're gonna admit to uh, Snurgle's supernatural powers that's only a taste at least <laughs> a rotting taste mm. what do you think it would taste like nurgle's rot yeah terrible <laughs> but what, what's that <laughs> dairy and fruits also smells terrible but people love the delicacy of it um yeah I'm sure Nurgle's rot to Nurgle demons tastes delicious. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. um, you ever seen like SpongeBob when it's like the the nasty patty? It's like Mm-mm. got like warts on the side of it and like pus and like you know. But it's like when they eat it, it tastes like the best hamburger they've ever had. That's oh really? The, like, no, no, no. That's what like a Nurgle demon. It's like it looks oh. disgusting and they think it's great. 
and then it's like everyone else is looking on in horror as they're just eating like mm-hmm. maggot filled like rot mm-hmm. well like, I like like i was saying like the the durian fruit it's not even um allowed in some hotels because it smells so bad hmm. yeah no, it's, I a, can, I... it's a real thing <laughs> you know I, I can see nurgle's garden being a smelly place Mm. But at the same time, like to them, probably doesn't smell because it's like they've been there for a while. They get used to it. Yeah. It's almost like spicy peppers too. Like um, if you're used to spicy peppers, you taste the flavor of the pe- pepper. But if you're not used to it, it's burning hellfire in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, if you're like used to the rot and contagion, <laughs> it's delicious. And... Yeah, yeah. I think you have to go to Slanesh's realm if you want, like, actually tasty food. But they could also have the worst food, right? Because it's, like, to the extreme? Yeah. It'd be like, um, it's like an episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer Simpson tries, he eats the, the like, doom clare or something. It's like a million calorie eclair. Oh. That would, like, instantly give you a heart attack because it just, like, fills you, like, with so much cholesterol. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more slanesh. It's like delicious, but just awful for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like decadent to the. It'd be like you know, candy that's so sweet it like makes your like teeth hurt. Mm. Or like instantly rot. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and the teeth go to Nurgle's garden. Like, yeah. And turn it into Nurglings. That's actually what Nurglings are. It's oh. like the rotten teeth of slanesh's oh. victims. I was gonna say. Uh, into like a nice necklace, but yeah, it could turn into nerglings too. I mean, a, a necklace. Would you not want a necklace of like teeth nerglings? Yeah. Just like polish them up. Mm-hmm. And then they all have their big smiles on them, and those smiles are also <gasps> nergling teeth. Oh my god! Or like ner- and add septum. claws to them, and and it's a teeth and claws necklace. There you go. Stay tuned for the snuggle jewelry line. <laughs> <laughs> luxury warhammer wear <laughs> um but yeah no i, I you know what uh, uh, after I this moment I th- i'm believing yeah, yeah, you're yeah. also nurgle oh, okay you've okay. convinced me you've convinced me yeah I, I don't know what my my powers are quite yet i'll probably find out when i'm dead but yeah that, that would make sense yeah exactly that's why i'm not you know. arguing i mean how early before covid was nurgle snuggle created you just have to charge uh, up a little bit and then just global pestilence. Yeah, like a year and a half. Yeah, you know, you're just you're just getting acquainted with your powers and you're like, bam, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting until like the seventh year of Snurgle. That that's probably when I'll I'll ascend to at least demonhood. Yeah. Yeah. I would check out. Yeah. I'm excited. And you'd be a demon prince of yourself, I guess. Make sure you're around. <laughs> <laughs> Stay subscribed to see Snurkle's <laughs> demonic ascension. I got at least two more years, so yeah. subscribe for two years. <laughs> Maybe we'll make it a Patreon thing. <laughs> subscribe well, to Patreon. Stream. There we go. Okay, what was your favorite moment of your early days i am so distracted at this point Let me tell <laughs> I, uh, favorite moment from your early days i am um, i was just really excited to get started i feel like my favorite moments have actually been like more recently mm. um which i mean i've only been playing for 
little over a year since I came back. So yeah, I mean, these this are is still kind days. of early yeah. days. Um, you know what? Honestly, there's. I feel like my favorite moments haven't happened yet. I feel mm. like there's like more excitement over the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of like what I was saying to you uh, before when we're talking about the mini wargaming video. Um, some may look at it as like, oh, that's that's the height of it. Like that's the that's the end of it, and just kind of that's the peak. No, that's just like. Well, let me ask like, you: When you went to mini wargaming the first time, did you think that was the, like the most exciting thing you were ever going to do with Warhammer? No, I think every day is an exciting <laughs> day. Like every. I, I don't go like, oh, if I do this, therefore I, I don't need to do any more. I think I'm... No, that's not what I mean, but did you think like did you think you would top that level of excitement? Oh. Like for yourself. Like, not like that it was like the top thing you were ever going to do, but like, mm. like was, did you think you were going to have a thing that was more exciting? Hmm. Because like, I saw that video of Jared, and he looked like he was going to vibrate out of his own skin. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He looked like he was about to transcend reality. <laughs> he was very excited. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh. I don't know. I think. I, I still want to say no because. Um. I. I guess I don't have these set goals of like if I do this then, that's that's, where I don't know. I'm. Just treating this whole thing as just pure adventure. And one of the things I like to do when I, I would travel is sometimes, especially in the early days, <laughs> not have a map and just kind of get lost. And I would just walk around and discover. And that's kind of the, the mindset I'm using with Warhammer. And each corner is a new adventure and a new um, uh, discovery that I'm that I'm finding and uh, I embrace it all so uh, did I think I was going to top that I, um, it's just never something I think about where I need to like top the next thing or I've done it now I need to top it it's like everything's kind of like a f it, it's, it's all equal from going to the GTs and meeting people it's just the same as like meeting warhammer celebrities or chatting with them or like it's it's not a f it's not like a graph where it goes up and down it's just a it's it's a sphere <laughs> every time i ask you a question that i think is a yes or no question <laughs> you have like waxed philosophically and like completely changed my perspective on like <laughs> what i was even trying to ask you about and i i enjoy that thank you because oh, i I never actually know what to expect when I ask you a question. <laughs> I will take that as the highest compliment. Like I, I feel like when you ask me something, I just answer the question and you're like, mm, actually, I've thought deeply about this and life is more of a sphere. <laughs> Maybe that's why all planets are round. I mean... Planet being round isn't actually like mandatory. You can have donut shaped planets. That's true. Or yeah. like a pear shape. Uh, I think that'd be more difficult because gravity gets like wonky, but you actually can have a donut shaped planet. That's cool. Requires like ridiculously specific circumstances, but yeah. 
So not all planets are round. I mean, technically glass giants aren't, there's not really like a thing in the center of them. Mm -hmm. But so. there's no square. Yeah, square would be rather difficult in open space. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, watermelons don't go square unless you put them in a square box. That's true. Mm. That's very you can nice have square watermelons, but you gotta do something to have them happen. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're not, yeah, this is... <laughs> that just went so I, pfft, Yeah, I'm... This podcast, you'll listen to... This is an unhinged history. episode. Um, <laughs> the door's off. This is... <laughs> this started off with butterflies and is ending with madness, so... This sounds like squared a good episode of Chaos to Squared <laughs> Squared water, squared planets. Um, well, people do like our food talks. I, yeah... Actually, you know what? That reminds me, because we have had some uh, listener comments, and I was going to bring them up, because we uh, we had an interview last week, so we haven't brought them up yet. Mm -hmm. um, I think we, we covered that one. But I asked, what was your favorite kind of pizza uh, recently? Mm -hmm. uh, and we had, one, we had one entry, and it was from Philly. Hard to argue with a classic Canadian pizza, pep mushroom bacon, and it has to have that sweet sauce with garlic brushed crust. Hmm. Okay, garlic brush crust, legit. Yeah. It's game changer. What about um, stuffed crust? Ugh, you're on the stuffed crust. I'm not. I'm not with you with the stuffed crust. <laughs> um, and I also had a poll that was, uh, "Do you know the difference between all of the Space Marine armors?" And 75% of respondents said no. So I felt very vindicated. <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty large majority. So Games Workshop, mm -hmm. stop making more types of games <laughs> of space yeah. marine armor. Yeah. How many types mm -hmm. of chaos space marine armor there are? Is there an actual number? Well, there's a Terminator armor. Yeah. And then everyone else has the same armor in like mm -hmm. some degree of, you know, like that that they just have like regular Mark whatever it is plate seven or I think. Mm-hmm. Like, legionaries have the same armor as Chosen, have the same armor as mm. Possessed, have the same armor as Raptors, have the same armor as Warp Talons. See, then I'm in the boat of, like, then what is the difference of armor? No, but there's, like, there's, like, Centurion plate, and there's Terminator plate, and there's Power Armor, and there's, um, friggin', what's the other? Phobos armor is another type of armor. I don't know. That's what I mean, like... <laughs> Like if okay, if there was a Phobos equivalent, it would just be called like Sneakinator if it was like a mm. friggin' Chaos Space Marine and be like it wouldn't have a special type of armor. They'd just be like, Oh, those are the sneaky lads over there. Mm -hmm. So they know how to not be redonkulous. They just choose to be redonkulous for space marines to make them special. <laughs> if that's what they need to feel special, then <laughs> like there's Primaris armor that's different than the other armors. Like Yeah. And then, and then they kind of say it to you, like, you should know the difference. It's like, buddy. <laughs> when somebody looks me in the eyes and he's just like, these are my eradicators. As if that means something. I'm like, does, like, do eradicators only have one type of gun? Like, is mm -hmm. it, is that the situation? I don't, I don't know. I, I know that they eradicate when they shoot. So they need to be shot off, but they need to be destroyed off the table first. Yeah. That's all I like got. I, I. But at the same time, it, but it's at the same time like I can't tell you how many times people have called my plague bears poxwalkers and my poxwalkers plague bears. That's fair. 
and but you know what they are very similar mm -hmm. i don't know why they're different to be honest with you mm -hmm. that feels like something that doesn't need to be different <laughs> um like i get that there's like no but it's like it's more so that like space marine players will look you in the eyes and expect you to know what they're talking about. like when like oh, a yeah, harlequin's like... player is like oh this troop is gonna shoot at you and you're like i don't know what that means and they'll be like oh it has this gun and this gun and this gun you're like oh okay or like when you're like hey what's that and they're like oh it's a this squad this is what it has whereas if you like talk to a space marine player they're like oh that's my um redonkulox squad um it does redonkulox <laughs> things and you're like i what yeah and you're like oh this is my um hell screamer squad and you're like that what <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um what we're saying is if we went to space marine trivia night we would be terrible on your team i still okay this i am very much still stuck in like previous edition like firstborn space marine like mindset mm -hmm. so people will be like hey this is a an intercessor and i'll be like oh an assault squad and then they'll be like no it is an assault intercessor squad and i'll be like i don't what okay or they'll be like this is a squad and i'll be like oh is that a tactical squad and they'll be like no i don't even know what the equivalent is but they'll just be like it's a this squad and i'm like but they look like they have bolters i'm mm -hmm. very confused <laughs> and i liked when they were simpler mm -hmm. devastator squads could have different types of heavy weapons similar to havocs i don't know what the rest of it is See, even it you're talking too much for me it's so complicated <laughs> But uh, we love it. I don't know if I love Space Marines that much. <laughs> Nor does 75% of listeners. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I will say, like, I like playing into Space Marines. I think it's, like, an interesting, mm -hmm. like, army to play into. I just, like, have no interest whatsoever in them. That's why we're Chaos Divided and not Imperial Divided. I feel like th there's, like, a part of me that really likes the White Scars. Mm. And I just, like, don't want to figure out Space Marines to ever actually figure that army out. I think you like them because secretly, if they want chaos, they would definitely be Slanesh with all the bites. They are a hundred percent Slanesh. They're the like the go fastest lads. Yeah, they have the fastest bikes. Mm -hmm. They do the fastest thing. That's honestly part of why, like, I wish I could have more bikes. Mm -hmm. Like, like space marines have varieties of bikes. There is different types of bikes. They have like ATVs. Mm -hmm. They got like hover skimmer things. Yeah, they got the Mario Kart looking <laughs> vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> like they have a lot of go fast stuff. Yeah. I don't have enough go fast stuff. I want more. Go I, I kind of wish that we could see more white scars on the table. Like I'd love mm. to see a full white scars army. You just I've don't see it. I've never actually seen one. No. Mm -mm. I've uh, I have seen a Raven Guard like army like painted as Raven Guard. Mm -hmm. but i've never seen white and like they're so any of them like the lore they're super cool mm -hmm. and they're just like they're so different from all the other loyalists they're like they do their own thing they're not mm -hmm. as like i don't know they're not as just like ultramarine like i am duty and honor and brah, brah, brah. <laughs> i'll pull the codex Astartes. like they just do their own thing and they're just like off blasting around being as fast <laughs> as they possibly can <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't respect that. Yeah. Anyways, any other um, 
any other guides? This got this got like very any more tangents. Off the rails. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm so sorry for for I hope, wanted I hope a linear podcast. <laughs> It was, uh, you know what, I, I, I figured this one was going to be an exciting one because it's been an exciting day for you. So yeah. I, I hope, I hope this has uh, maybe helped you express some of that just like pure joy you've been having today. Yeah. Yes. And I hope other people can feel that joy as well. Hmm. And in the meantime, I want to thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to Chaos Divided both here and on Instagram and YouTube at Chaos Divided 40K. And you can find us on social media at Nurgle underscore Snurgle and at Blushing Noise Marine. I haven't messed that up in a little while. Um, <laughs> and also, we launched Patreon. Yeah, so if there, we have a tier, uh, the, the couple tiers there, you could join our Discord. You can listen to bonus episodes that will launch each month. Uh, polls, live streams. There's a couple... Um, options there and it's going to continue to grow as this community grows so we're very excited we are and it's a uh, our, our lowest tier is two dollars a month so mm -hmm. we wanted to make it accessible um and we already have a pretty uh i'd like to think vibrant discord space yes. going on and yeah. a lot of people sharing some really cool stuff so mm -hmm. i uh i hope you'll join us yep because all of that support goes towards the future of this podcast and um i know laura and i would love 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 to be at adepticon so that type of support will help us get there i know i didn't realize adepticon was the goal but i saw that recently and i was like oh we are that is the that is the we're setting the bar high and i i yeah yeah i i think that's a good bar to set and even like we talked about this podcast once we get to adepticon it doesn't end there <laughs> We'll no, it's but, it's but a beginning. Yes. Um, actually, but speaking of cons, do we want to uh, yeah, talk let's... about our upcoming appearances? Yeah. Even though you you did your outro, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're, we're yeah. mid-outro. It's not over till you <laughs> till we say, say ciao for now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, until I say it, not you. <laughs> well, I don't say ciao for now. That's what, that's your thing. But you just said I say, it. I say, bye-bye. <laughs> But yes, uh, at the end of the month, uh, Laura and I will be at Halcon in Halifax. Uh, there are still tickets for Friday and Saturday. Or sorry, Sunday, not Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday I think Saturday is sold out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be doing a panel together on Saturday. So if you are attending Halcon, come by, check out the schedule. Uh, on October 14th, we'll get the final time of what that when that is and obviously we'll we'll um shout it out so keep a earful for that um and then uh laura is doing a solo panel on sunday so and you're, you you're doing what nine panels 15 uh, panels? only six okay okay <laughs> only six oh, i'm sorry <laughs> but yes i'm doing uh six panels one with laura we're gonna be talking about uh podcasting and we'll talk talk about us podcasting and helping others getting into the podcasting world so very excited i I've, I've said it before this doing this podcast has been amazing and if we can help others to to do that as well within their own hobbies i, I would love to share that uh 
joy and knowledge. Help others find their voices. Exactly. And uh, I'll be doing three other panels talking about painting from beginner, intermediate, and expert. I'll be doing a panel with Soul Ring MTG. We'll be talking about hobbing in the social media sphere. And then I'll be doing a solo panel um, just talking about big world of miniatures. That sounds very cute. <laughs> the big world of miniatures. Yeah. Uh, and my uh, my solo panel, because I'm not cool enough to have six, so I, I, had to, <laughs> I had to hold it all in for one, um, <laughs> is going to be on finding, uh, finding the narrative moments in tabletop games. Mm -hmm. So not just uh, specifically like Warhammer, it's going to be finding them throughout all of the all of the games that I think we all know and love and and finding those moments that you remember and kind of build memories and bonds with the people you play these games with mm -hmm. and if you see us at the at the, the convention come up to us talk with us don't feel shy ask us any questions you have and we'll be happy to to chat I am the big bright red ginger i don't think you're gonna miss me so but i will warn you i don't have great eyes so uh, i don't recognize you have to come people. closer you have to get close before i'll actually can see you um but yeah absolutely come say hi um that's kind of what we're there for is to like meet mm -hmm. people and and uh yeah definitely uh if you're at halcon we'd love to see you yes yeah super excited <laughs> and at that very long outro yeah bye-bye Ciao for now.